Welcome to Into the Yes. I'm Marissa Fay, a functional nutritionist and holistic wellness practitioner. And I'm Jen Nickel, a movement witch and intuitive Reiki master. You are in the right place if you're ready to question society's wellness standards and prepared to be inspired to make changes that are right for you. Join us as we get into the yes. Let's go. Welcome back to Into the Yes. This is our first official episode of the new year. So happy 2023. Happy 2023. It's weird to say. I'm still not even in the month that we're in. Like, I, I know there's been a few people I've talked to and it seems like time is messing with all of us collectively. Like, did you have this experience? Did 2022 go by in one week for you? Like it did for me <laughs> and other people I've talked to. Kind of. I mean, kind of in a way, 2022, so much happened. I feel like so much was packed into the one year. Right. That it's that like, yes, why? it was fast. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's like, yes, it was fast, but it also could have been just very, very slow. Right. I, I mean, to, you know, to your point about there was a lot packed into the year. I mean, we were bouncing back. It was like, okay, do it all now. Go on, go on the trips, do the things, you know, we kind of had that energy in it. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you, if you've ever done a job working at a supermarket, I did, um, slow days go by much longer than busy days. So maybe right. that's why it was a busy year. So it went by faster. Cause I just keep saying like, I, I, my internal clock doesn't even feel like it was December yet, let alone January in a new year. I agree. But then also, you know, the space between the hall, like kind of like Christmas time and new year's, that's kind of like a dead zone. I felt like all those days were like forever long. That did feel long. I know time. What is time? What Are is we doing time? an episode? On Are we, is that the episode? Time no. is just a concept that's being pushed on us. No, <laughs> right? No, no. Today's episode is far more exciting, which yeah. is we're going to talk about fad diets today because tis the season for people to jump on a fad diet. Tis the season, and or at least be bombarded with marketing about that. I have in the past week seen ads for. Slim Fast Weight Watchers, Noom, Hydroxy Cut, and wait, there's another one that was in there. Nutrisystem. Yes. I didn't even know Slim Fast still existed, FYI, but also, and it shouldn't. No. <laughs> but I mean, it did sustain a lot of my teen years. I was just thinking that. I'm like, <laughs> it should not exist. However, I think that was my first official diet. So <laughs> mine was not Weight Watchers, but Diet Workshop. Okay. Is that which like was like a Weight Watchers? <laughs> okay. And I was always on the diet that my mom was on. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, now, did that Weight Watchers adjacent thing, did they have like a plastic model of what fat was in the body? Did they have this? Because oh, I feel like every Weight Watchers meeting, they have this like this silicone or plastic hunk of what one pound of fat is supposed to be. And it's like a brick. It's huge. Okay. No, I mean, and, and also let me just 
preface this like I wasn't like the the member I didn't go to the meetings my ah, mom was doing okay. it and I would just like follow whatever she was what she was doing got it okay I was a member as a teenager oh yes hmm. yes a step further a lot of people in my life were not okay with my body oh I know not to make it serious and about me but yeah, I but do you think- have a valid experience that I think people can relate to Totally. Yeah. And I think more than anything, what I want to share with people is I've tried all these diets, y'all, and they are not the thing that actually ultimately led me to, I I have lost weight in my lifetime and gotten to, you know, a size that is better for me. And all the things that led to that were not these crazy diets for the record. They were, it wasn't some fast shakes or um, special K, the special K diet. Nope. It also wasn't Atkins, which I will tell you when I was younger, the first time I did an Atkins like diet, I thought I was the only person who didn't lose weight on Atkins, Oh, but I literally do not lose weight going low carb. Doesn't, doesn't work for your chemistry. Nope. Nope. And honestly, it doesn't work for most of us in the long run who are women because our bodies really do need carbs to impart safety, frankly, mm-hmm. but also as a really important precursor for things like your thyroid hormone. Um, but the it's almost like the opposite is true. I think women, maybe we could of the fat as long as we had more of the carbs, frankly, and enough protein. So I really feel like those diets do us dirty. They do us dirty, but- you know, what's attractive about them? Like, what is it? And it's that quick fix sort of thing. So, you know, a lot of people, myself included, probably lost some weight right in the first few weeks. Like there's a, there's a quick, like, um, positive feedback with that because you're like, I'm on this to lose weight. And in the first week, there's already three or five or even seven pounds gone. Right. And that weight is right in quotes, water weight, which I will tell you, everyone has heard, but nobody believes. Okay. Right. No one, yeah, no one it. really wants to like, yeah, that's the other people losing water. Right. I lost actual, the things I wanted to lose. Exactly. Yeah. You get on the scale after a week on a low carb diet and you've lost five pounds and you're convinced that is what you ate for Christmas. Like, right. That that's gone. Yes. Yeah. It's so much more. The thing is it may, it oversimplifies the body. It's almost like our bodies are so much better than that. There's there's an actual like lab inside of us doing chemistry and, you know, like complete, like taking components, putting them together, pulling what they need from it. Like it's a really miraculous and amazing thing that's happening. And we're oversimplifying it of like, I just want to eat white, white stuff, no flour, no potatoes, no, you know, I mean, even in the days when I wasn't eating that stuff, I would think to myself, how is a potato? Potato is a grown item. Like that is, it's a pure like item, meaning there's no other ingredients in it. How is that bad? (laughs) Well, and I had a conversation recently with somebody where I was saying sugar is not the enemy. And you've probably heard me say that sugar is not the enemy, Mm -hmm. but somewhere along the way, people thought I was saying processed sugar was okay. Like, like when I say sugar in my brain, I'm thinking like, yeah, the white sugar, the maple syrup, the honey, the what's in fruit. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking sugar. I'm not thinking corn syrup when I think sugar, right? Like, yeah, I would think that we all know that, but apparently we don't. And I've had people say 
wait, you're saying sugar can be good for me? And I'm like, not that sugar, not highly processed garbage processed foods. But yeah, if you want to like bake banana bread at home and you're going to use real sugar, is that the thing that's bad for you? No. Like, right. So, so there are all these diets but, too. Like that- what is in what is in a slim fast shake? There's sugars in that. Oh my God, it's a ton of sugar and garbage. And actually, while we're talking, I'm like, let me pull that up so we can find out together the garbage that is in a slim fast shake. So, you know, I think our point in talking about these things isn't to vilify certain things, but it I mean, maybe a little bit, but I was gonna say, <laughs> speak for yourself. I mean, also as I don't a sidebar, want people to walk away. Sh- Way insure like- shakes do you know insure sure oh i know okay. of them that's like at the nursing home that's handed out like like candy yeah. right yeah and that's what we give people who are very sick in hospitals we mm-hmm. give people who have cancer we say go ahead have this this is the best thing for you y'all come on let's think critically here the ingredients and things like that it has refined oils it has refined sugar it has artificial forms of vitamins, which in many cases blocks the actual receptor sites of the naturally occurring vitamins. These are not health foods. They are not health foods, right? So for example, SlimFast, the first ingredient, by the way, is water. Okay. So we know we like that, but- Right. But it's also like, you don't need to pay for water in a bottle, (laughs) in a plastic bottle. Then it's milk protein concentrate. Honestly, I'm a nutritionist. I don't even fully know what they're, what that is. Yeah. What is it? What is that? I don't know. Then there's calcium caseinate. So that's a part of dairy and then high oleic sunflower oil, natural and artificial flavors. Then it has a, like, what are those? I, it's so funny when they say that, what is, what is that? I mean, we don't know. And here's the hilarious thing. Flavors like raspberry and vanilla come from like beaver butt glands, right? So literally, yes, literally. So who knows? Wait, so they're killing beavers? Yeah. They're killing beavers. Do the vegans know this? I know. Do the vegans know that the natural flavoring is an animal's butt? They probably don't. Wait, do they just, do they just make friends with the beaver and And excrete? Whatever to turn around, release it into the wild. I don't want to know. I don't, I don't think we want to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but I just want to give a few more ingredients here because this is fun. So then <laughs> it has a series of gums. So gums, y'all. If you're dealing with any kind of digestive issue, gums are your enemy because it's going to slow motility down. It's going to slow down your digestion and. Sometimes it provides forms of fiber that unfavorably feed the kinds of bacteria you want to be getting rid of, for example. So then they have a list of three different gums. And then we have our our artificial sweeteners that have been studied for contributing to weight gain, actually, like Mm -hmm. sucralose. Mm -hmm. So that is fascinating to me. And then we go into a list of things like carrageenan. This is a really toxic... Um, substance that's purified from a type of sea moss. Um, And then we have a bunch of, so first of all, we have a hexane something that is something that we don't even want in our tap water. And then we have the list of vitamin and mineral blend oils, which is synthetic forms of all these vitamins. 
Hmm. I mean, ugh. um, so if you were to read the ingredients and I think what happens is as, as we get these things, first of all, we want them to work. We want to believe in them so much. Yes. And, um, that feeds on, of course, what the, what the beauty industry and the fitness industry and the diet industry want us to know, which is that we are problems. We are not good enough. Mm -hmm. We are, um, that we're not worthy of living a happy, healthy life because we don't look to the standard that's been set. And so it feeds on that. So it comes out of like self-loathing that you would get this thing that you want it to fix that for you. And I think it makes you willing to ignore that you, you don't even know what any of those things are that are in, well, in the item that, no, I'm not saying everybody out there is drinking slim fast right now, but the fact that I was just shocked that it's still advertised on TV. I was like, we're not done with that as a culture yet. Mm-hmm. Well, we love a quick fix sale. We love yeah. something sold to us as a quick fix, right? right. Urgency is everything in selling. And I find it fascinating. I feel like dieting is one of the only areas of life where if it doesn't work, we actually assume it's us. Like It's like my fault. Yes, exactly. It's like when there are so many other things where if it didn't work, you would blame someone else. Yeah. Yep. But with this, it's like, oh, Atkins didn't work. It's my fault. I didn't follow it close enough. I I didn't eat. Or it's because something's wrong with my body. Yes. Which by the way, if those things don't work for your body, there's nothing wrong with your body. Your body is smarter than that is what your body is saying. It's like, I'm not going to let you try to do this to you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're not fully understanding. I mean, I was, I was into Atkins. I read South beach diet during a pregnancy so I could plan ahead for after birth so that I was ready and prepared to go on the South beach diet after after my son was born because god forbid well yeah well which south beach south beach was when my family got addicted to splenda yeah it splenda became the thing it was like that's what they like real sugar but there's no calories you're like hallelujah thank you for this invention yep we used to buy the giant bag of it it Mm -hmm. honestly when you open it up it's like it's cocaine for dieters it's like (laughs) Right? Like we were just like, put it in everything. Yeah. I know, Splenda. Or like, so Splenda went into everything. Splenda went into my coffee. Splenda was on top of cereal. Um, I ate a grapefruit. I put Splenda on uh-huh. top of that. Little did I know that eating a grapefruit without putting anything on top is really delicious. Yes. But I, I would never consider that because, right? So it was like, take something that's more natural, which is sugar that your body knows how to handle, not in excess, but in the amounts that are normal or give me a better word for this, Marissa. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually all about how you build your meal. Your body is made to run off of combination fuel. So we don't want to just put, say, say your body is a car. We don't want to just put 85 in it. We want a little 85, a little 86, a little 89, The body wants a mix of things. So when we give it just one thing at a time, in many cases, it's not getting something it needs. So, right, instead of suffering through, if you don't like a grapefruit plain, right, like Mm -hmm. suffering through that, 
well, have it as a part of a meal. And then guess what? That sour taste is probably going to come alive in a different way. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So the Splenda thing, right? Yes. That is, not only is it no calories, it's just taste, but it's like, what comes along with that? What is happening in the body when you consume that? I think there's been a lot of research on that. It's come out um, that it's really, it's, it's a chemical that is having a chemical effect, a toxic effect on the body. Well, it greatly impacts your gut microbiome. So Mm -hmm. literally, right. Like, you know, if you're somebody who's mindful of when you take antibiotics, because you want to be careful about it, killing off your gut microbiome, you should also be careful about Splenda, which Mm -hmm. by the way, the kind of off-brand name is sucralose. Um, you want to be really careful about that. It also impacts your blood sugar regulation. Um, you know, and I will say it's made a real comeback from South Beach days. And it is the primary sweetener in many protein bars and protein powders. Mm, interesting. So you so really need to lot, read ingredient labels. Yes. So a lot of people are getting re-exposed to these things or, you know, the generation below me is getting exposed to these things. It doesn't have the awareness of kind of the Splenda Cray realization that it's not that great for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, but you know, there are some, there are some people who will talk about how, like, if you're somebody with severe health issues and you could benefit from changing your weight, how like these, these zero calorie sweeteners aren't that bad. I've seen a lot of that recently. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. No. And I find it really upsetting. And here is why. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, sure. If you want to use a little stevia, especially if you're going to get higher quality organic, right? And you're just using a little, right? You're not using a boatload, just a little. I don't know that I have a huge problem with that, right? However, you are retraining your taste buds and you are retraining your body as far as how it it recognizes different components of food and what to do with it. And when you give it that sweet taste and you don't give it the caloric density that's supposed to come with the sweet taste, your body gets confused. Like it doesn't know what to do with it. No, that a certain extent it doesn't. And so that just really becomes a question of, do you really think you can trick your body? Like I find the term biohacking a little bit infuriating. And this is kind of a new thing for me, right? That I find it so annoying. And the reason is it assumes that we think we're smarter than like nature and how nature made our bodies and how we've evolved. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying biohacking, right? I'm going to hack my biology. I wish we could say something like biosynergy or something like that. I'm going to work with my biology, right? I'm going to complement my biology. I'm going to give my biology what it's made to respond well to. So here's what I think on that. That language doesn't have as powerful an impact as saying biohacking. And this brings us back to like the marketing of these things. It's the language that's around them, the images that are shown with them. And this idea that like, it has to be a big bang event to work, you know, where it's the, the more subtleties, like what you just said, like, bio synergy working with my biology like there's a little bit more abstract thought behind that so what do you think on that as far as like maybe that's what 
Now, I mean, I don't know a ton about the biohacking movement. You know, I know some things of like cold therapy and all this, like you're trying to really stimulate your body to do different things. Mm -hmm. But um, that word hacking is what gets me. You're hacking into your system to reconfigure it. Right. I agree with that. And, you know, other terms aren't as catchy, but I also even think of it, and I think you'll jive with this. I even think of it as like a lot of times when we talk about biohacking and and these extreme diets, we're doing something extreme, right? Mm -hmm. Extreme. We think the way to get what we want is if it's not very hard, then it's not going to work. When in actuality, the thing that I see work the best for women to do to achieve myriad benefits when it comes to their physiology and their body, including for some to find a, a place where their body is happiest weight wise, which by the way, might be more than you weigh right now, might be less than you weigh right now, right? Like that and is- And might really, fluctuate throughout your lifetime. Yes, that too, right? What bodies really need, especially women's bodies, we need less, less stress, less hard. We actually need to make things easy. And that is, it's not the easy you think, like, it's not easy, like, oh, fast food, I don't have to cook. So I get fast food. And that's easy. That's not the definition of easy here. The definition of easy is, what do I need to enjoy at a meal? Oh, here's one vegetable. Here's one animal protein. Here's one carb, right? Like, this is how you get broccoli and chicken and rice on a plate, right? And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. you have to live on that, by the way. But it's just like, that's easy. That is easy. Right. It's redefining it, right? What's easy? Mm -hmm. Easy is making sure you sleep. Easy is not doing a crazy intense workout, right? And instead doing one of your 30 minute classes and saying that's good. Right. Well, this is where it gets tricky, right? That's so easy. It's hard. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Because it's those easy, simple, that seem simple little changes, but um, for some reason we've become conditioned to like, that's not what I need to change, but I'd like to do this drastic thing with my food plan, which is I eliminate all the stuff and I'm counting almonds at night. Cause I can only have 12 a day. Right. So like it's that I had to bring that up because I just, yeah, yeah. when I look back on that time and if anyone listening remembers counting almonds, I know you and I have had this conversation. Both of us remember it. I know friends that have counted almonds before um, and it just seems like the most ridiculous thing, doesn't it? Oh, I've counted almonds many times in my life. Right. Like I can't wait to have my 12 almonds, 11 and a half tonight because I overdid it yesterday. Like it's it's creating this mindset of like, what? If 12 almonds are all you have to look forward to. then we've got a bigger problem. Well, and I think that's why this is not a sustainable thing. Yes. And so this builds that idea that, or that mindset that, okay, I want, I'm going to do the thing that promises the results, the quick fix, right? You don't necessarily go into it thinking, I want the quick fix. It's just that it's already set up that way to attract us to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And because there's a quick change and a quick fix, you're, you're like, okay, the six weeks are done. Thank God lost 10 pounds. Now I can go back to the life that I had before. And I don't have to 
count my almonds anymore or whatever it is that. Well, and I think you highlight something so important, which is we're willing to do something crazy extreme for a certain amount of time to get an outcome that we think is going to last, but never will. It will not last. It will not last. If you you can't last at it, it won't last. Yes, exactly. So this is really the key. And I think this is key when we're thinking about, you know, diet and what we eat, but also when we think about just tis the season for a resolution, right? Mm -hmm. Is it something you are willing to stick with for the foreseeable future? Right, right. And the things that you're probably willing to say yes to, that you're willing to stick to for the foreseeable future are probably incremental steps rather than giant baby steps, right? Yes. Rather than a giant leap. For example, say that you're somebody, you want to be a morning person. And right now you're a night owl. You go to bed at 2 a.m. You wake up at 11. You're groggy every day, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, well, that's it. I'm just, I'm going to stay up one whole day. And then I'm going to be so tired and I'm going to go to bed at 9 p.m. And I'll wake up at 5 a.m. And that will be done. I'm on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Does not work like that. No, right? You but start instead, at 1.30 a.m. Exactly, and right? And then 12 a.m. And then 1 a.m. And then 12 a.m. Like, it's tiny. It's just like this. And it's just like this in the movement world, right? You cannot run a marathon on day one. There is something that has to happen. And it has to happen progressively. And if you jump to the steps ahead, it's not sustainable, mm-hmm. meaning it's not sustainable for your body, the tissues of your body. And like, if you, if you skip all of the little baby increments, um, in the example that you just gave Marissa, then like two nights after that, you'll be back to 2am again mm-hmm. because you didn't retrain your body and progressively give it the new information. Right. Our right. bodies are amazing and they adapt but they need time to adapt. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, and I think of it a little bit like, so I've worked with kids a lot. I don't have kids, but I, in the past have worked with kids, um, especially younger girls. And when I think about teaching, you know, a young child, a child elementary school age, something new, right? Mm -hmm. And say, I know ultimately I want to teach that kid how to do arithmetic, for example. I'm not going to start out with an advanced equation, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're going to start out with pebbles that we can count and put in piles. Right. And we have to be breaking down habits at that level so that we can also be successful. Because think about it. If you've been chronically dieting on and off, your body's confused. It doesn't know what to do. Just like you, you know, with that Splenda thing, like it, if, if Splenda was in the mix or, um, what's the other one? Truvia. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's Stevia cut stevia. with erythritol, which causes a lot of gas for some people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the Stevia, either one of those, right? Yeah. We, we sent misinformation into our body. Mm-hmm. It wasn't designed to understand this chemically engineered food. So mm-hmm. now it's confused. So that's the same, like what you were just saying about if we keep changing the way the nutrients enter our body sometimes there's not enough sometimes there's like way not enough other Mm -hmm. times there's more than enough that we don't know what to do with yeah the whole system is like wait a minute here i i don't even know there's a power surge sometimes the power goes out other times i don't really know how to stay consistent 
And I really feel like I see this in my work when women are going from following a vegan diet or following a low carb diet to wanting to eat in a way that more supports their metabolism, like what I teach. And they go from zero to 100. And I've worked with plenty of women to help them transition from plant-based to omnivore. Mm -hmm. And that is a gradual transition, gradual. And same thing, right? If you're somebody who's been following a low carb diet for years, you're not just all of a sudden going to add a baked potato to every meal and expect that your body can handle that. Like, no, your body actually resources for digestion are costly for your body to make. So when you start eating a certain way, your body stops making certain things in the abundance it would need if you ate a different way. Mm -hmm. And the best way to teach your body about a new way you're going to be fueling it is to slowly walk in that direction. So we can think about our mind as a teacher and our body as the student. Mm -hmm. We need our teachers to be well-educated. Yes. (laughs) And patient. Yes. And compassionate and Mm -hmm. loving and caring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why for me, I'm a big fan of this kind of thing, reverse engineering it, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's the outcome you want? Okay. What are all the little steps going backwards that would have to happen for you to get there? Right. Um, You know, as an example of that, let's say the outcome that you want is to be able to, um, hike a 5,000 footer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so are you going to start by going out to a 5,000 footer and hiking it every day? No, you wouldn't make it to the top. Barty's not ready for that. So where are you going to start? You're going to start by walking regularly and then by building leg strength. And yeah, there would be a progressive way of doing this, getting used to wearing the boots that you're going to wear, mm-hmm. getting used to carrying the pack that you would need, like slow little increments of doing that So the body is like, okay, let me now adapt to this. Okay, now we add a little more. Let me now adapt to that. And it slowly builds up. Well, and one of my favorite things along those lines is, you know, the author of Atomic Habits, I forget his name right now. I forget his name too, but I do love that. Uh, So he shares a story about a friend of his who wanted to make going to the gym a routine and habit, wanted to be in the gym. I can't remember exactly what it was. So forgive me. I'm going to elaborate, make my own version of this story. But essentially what the friend first did the first week, two weeks was had a rule that he was not allowed to spend more than five minutes at the gym. So he would drive to the gym, right, in his gym clothes, spend five minutes there. So walk on a treadmill five minutes, lift weights for five minutes. He'd do something five minutes and then leave. Mm-hmm. And he did that for a period of time, right, before he increased the amount of time. Because it was all about, right, starting to acclimate his body to everything that was involved with starting to be a regular gym goer who went to the gym and did 45 minutes of exercise five days a week, right? Right. And it's like, it was like task breakdown. Yes. And so it's like, same thing when it comes to, you know, if you have goals that relate to what you're eating and how you're eating, it's like, okay, so say that you are somebody who thinks that you don't like vegetables. I've met these people, by the way, it's very hard for me to work with somebody who will eat no vegetables, by the way. (laughs) So say you're somebody who says, I only like lettuce. I do not like any other vegetables. Okay. So maybe the first thing you do is you go to the grocery store and you just smell vegetables. Maybe, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you, every week you go to the grocery store, you bring home one vegetable and you have a bite of that vegetable every day. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like it's tiny. And, and here's the thing. I think when we start out that small, we know then when our body is ready for more, because maybe you don't need to go that tiny, right? The rest of the way. Right. But maybe the hardest part is just starting. It, because that is the hardest part. I mean, I say this to everyone who shows up in a class with me. It's like, you did the hardest part, which was showing up. That is the hardest part. Once you're here, it happens. You get through it. And then on the end of it, you you feel probably filled with, I don't know, joy, pride. Um, you feel a sense of strength, just confidence, all of that. And then that's what you have focus on to get you back in, in the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's beginning, it's starting. So what yeah. gets you to start? I believe that that first step should be so small so that you can start. Once you started, yeah, you could maybe take a little jump. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I also want to say that there is nothing wrong with if you have a goal to improve your health and you feel that, you know, the size of your body is part of that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of times in the worlds we're in, Jen, people are like, well, it's never about weight right? It should never be about weight. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it should never be about weight. I think we do need to reframe weight is a symptom, right? Yep. So there is a way in which to treat your body and take care of your body and potentially create change in that as a side effect, right? Absolutely. So I think there's a a change in how we think about it is is what I want to say. But I also want to say, because I think it'd be easy for people like us to say, you should never set a goal to lose weight, just love and accept your body. And I don't think setting a goal to change the size of your body, as long as it's not crazy drastic, if you're not going to do crazy drastic things, I don't think that's negative. I don't think that it's negative either. I I 100% agree with you. I think that what you're saying about how we think about it, it's the mindset. Mm -hmm. I think it's, What's really important here is that when we act on a place and we be, when we do things for ourselves from a place of caring and loving, it's totally different than when we do something for ourselves from a place of um, dislike or even hate. Yes. So if you are, if weight loss is a goal, where is it coming from? Is it coming from because I hate myself? Or can it be, I want to lose X amount of pounds because I love myself, because mm-hmm. I love my body, because I love who I am and I want to work on making me feel the best I can. It's That's a tricky path because we've been so conditioned with so much information that it gets gray. But mm-hmm. I think if you can keep bringing yourself back to, let me nurture, care for, and love myself. And how can I do that? And that's first and foremost. Does that mean that you have to love what you see in the mirror? No, we, you don't have to love exactly how you look in the mirror to love yourself. But I think that acting from a space of love and care, the same way you would with a pet that you love and care for, or a child or a family member, or, you know, that, that you deserve that in and of itself before Mm -hmm. taking on, you know, a goal like, okay, weight loss, perhaps. And maybe that's the better question that we can leave people with is the question is not, is not even 
like what's the plan, right? And let the plan not be one of these wild dietary approaches that we've touched on today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe the question to keep asking yourself is, if I do this thing, how can I do it and act out of care for myself, out of love for myself? Right. That's a mindfulness practice. Um, and I think, you know, it's hard to to reframe our thought patterns. It's hard to change them, but it is possible. And so it's a matter of repeating it over and over again. So I think that how can I love and nurture myself into this new space, into how I'd like to be into this new size or whatever it is that you have set for a goal. And then reminding yourself every time you show up that um, I'm doing this from an act of love doing this from an active care. And it's through that, that you start to pave a new pathway in the brain so that your mindset supports your, it's really your higher self. It's your higher energy that you're working with when you do that. Yeah. And I would even say too, if you're somebody who has a lot of noise that contradicts that, because I think that's pretty common, right? Like there are statistics about the millions of negative thoughts we have every day, you know, right. without even knowing. So if it if that's hard for you to kind of what Jen was saying, if it's hard for you to really come from that perspective, maybe first you just actually get all those negative thoughts out. I think sometimes we just hold on to things too much, like literally. And it's like, put pen to paper, get it out, right? Out of you. And then you actually can create space. I I really believe neurologically for another option. I agree with you. And I think taking it a step further, I mean, you know, in, in my work, I I believe the physical body is the way in and out of the, the space is the way to help shift these sort of things. And so I think that, um, you can set the intention when you, when you choose to move your body, you can set your intention that that movement is releasing the negative thought patterns because mm-hmm. you're welcoming in this new, uh, more positive thought pattern that is more supportive and nurturing to your whole being, your whole wellness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. So with that, <laughs> what yeah. are you a yes for? Um, I'm a yes for mindfully thinking about, okay, I want to make these changes and how can I um, invite more love and compassion into that? I am a yes for, I like that suggestion I made of like backing into kind of where to start for a goal. Yeah. I have some big goals this year, especially with, with business. And I think I need to think about like, how do I back into that as opposed to always feel like I have to leap forward so far. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Ooh, I have an Instagram and a TikTok account that's under Jen Nickel 09. And the elementsexperience.com is when you where you can find all of the classes that I teach. Yay. Movement classes. The support this mindset. Totally. I was gonna say try a class if you haven't try it. This is your nudge. <laughs> um, and you can find me at Marissa Faye wellness, Instagram, TikTok is where I party a lot. Um, and marissafay.com, which is still getting a facelift. <laughs> um, and I would also say, um, 
if you're somebody who works in the wellness industry and you want to learn more about TikTok, I'm working on something really special for us. So feel free to send me a DM if you want to learn more about that. And of course, the Balanced Hormone Blueprint, you can join now at balancedhormoneblueprint.com. If you want to learn a better way to care for your body with your choices, especially around food and your day-to-day habits, I've got you. So check it out at balancedhormoneblueprint.com. Word. Word. And with that, we hope your 2023 is off to a beautiful start. We always love to hear from you. Please rate and review us. Only five-star reviews. Wink, wink. Um, but also feel free to reach out if you have any topic requests for us in the new year. We're also exploring some guests to bring on. So if you have any suggestions of people you love that you think we'd love to talk to, send us a DM, drop their name, let us know who they are. Would love that. All right. All right, y'all. Peace out. Mm -hmm.